everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast. Today, I have another amazing guest. I have Katie Miller here from Sight and Sound. Um, for those who don't know, I actually live in Pennsylvania and have gone to Sight and Sound um, when I was younger. So I'm super excited to be here with Katie Miller. She's the oldest grandchild of Sight and Sound's founder. Um, her first, she first took her first steps on stage when she was four years old, making her the first member of the family's third generation to be part of this ministry. Uh, she's had a 30-year tenure with capacities within the company, including human resources, marketing, and business development. Uh, Katie and her husband, Brian, actually reside in Lancaster. So for those who are not Pennsylvania, it's kind of about maybe an hour, hour or two outside of Philadelphia, and they're raising their three children, now fourth generation family members acting on the sight and sound stage. So today I have Katie with me. We're actually talking about sight and sound ministry as well as the show David. So I don't think without further ado, I don't want to kind of keep taking over, but Katie, is there anything that you want to throw in there about yourself that you feel like, you know, we really need to understand this as we go into talking about the sight and sound ministry and David? <laughs> Not necessarily. I just wanted to say thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Great. I'm glad to have you. So let's, let's talk about this. I have, I've seen many shows with sight and sound. My church actually used to do, um, trips. We'd go trips, go see shows. I actually had a horse that my son now has that I bought when we went to see a show. Aww. I can't remember what the show was. I just remember <laughs> the horses actually were able to walk down the aisles and then I had to get myself a little horse. Um, but I don't want to take that over. I feel like the best person to talk to since you've been, you know, that you're a, you're a, your family founded this. Um, yeah. Can you tell us about the Sight and Sound Ministries for those who aren't familiar with it, who are like, you know, I've heard about it, but I don't know what this is. Yeah. No, for those that are not super familiar with Sight and Sound, we um, are known for bringing the Bible to life on stage in a really big, spectacular way. So today we have two locations, one right here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is where I'm at, and then a sister theater in Branson, Missouri, which we opened about um, going on, oh my goodness, like 13 years ago, if I can do math correctly. <laughs> Um, and we uh, produce shows, um, anything from uh, David is currently on stage, but we've done Queen Esther, we've done Jonah and Noah and Samson and um, Jesus and Moses and I don't know, a whole, ho a whole host of, um, a whole multitude of shows, I'll put it that way. Um, but um, we also um, recently launched a streaming platform in 2020 and most recently, just a couple of months ago, announced our next step into producing feature films with our very first film coming to movie theaters this Christmas. So we've been in business for almost 50 years. We're in our 46th year um, and it's been quite a ride and one that has been um, one surprise turn after another and an ongoing story of God's faithfulness. Oh, wow. wow. Now, 
one thing that you said, and I feel like it, we need to dive into it because people need yeah. to understand what these <laughs> are. When you say you bring them to life, yeah. can you explain to everyone what, how you bring them to life? Because the experience I had was absolutely magical. I felt like I could touch things. I could feel it. Like, it's like you, like you were there, but I feel like you're probably the better one to say, you know, when we're bringing it to life, this is what we're doing. This is how you ex can experience it. Yeah. So our theaters, first of all, um, are just very large. So they seat 2000 seats and the stage is a 300 foot wraparound stage. So you really are, um, the audience members really are sitting in the middle of the story as it unfolds around you. Um, we have a cast of 50. Our set pieces are four stories tall. They're 40 feet tall. Um, we have live animals that run up and down the aisles and across the stages and our actors and actresses uh, like ride the horses. Um, and it, you know, we, we often say we can't take credit for these stories. They've been changing lives for thousands of years, um, but we do get the opportunity to tell them and hopefully in a way that really inspires those who come and have a sight and sound experience to go back to scripture themselves. And, you know, the hope is that um, we inspire people by them really truly being a part of the story. We want them to see themselves reflected in the characters that unfold on stage and to experience these stories that we all, you know, know, no matter what your faith background is, if you say Jonah, most people go and the whale, you know, like we know the basics of these stories, but I think sometimes we can forget that they, these people were people just like us and they had hard days. They had good days. They had their own struggles, their own failures. Um, and through it all, they, you know, the common thread is that they came to the Lord with all of those things. And so, um, you know, the hope really is that the stories come to life and that that our audience feels like they are a part of them because we are all a part of this big one story that that's unfolding even as we speak. And I'm so glad to hear that you all are expanding. Cause I, like I was saying, I remember when I was younger, my grandma used to take us all the time. And then I got mm -hmm. older, we were going with the church. And then I was like, you know, we haven't been there. I was telling my husband out one time and I was like, we need to take our son. It's like, he needs to go. I said, I want him to be more aware yeah. of of these stories and what he's seeing because it's, it is a real experience and it resonates with you like I want him to be able to take his little horse that we have and still go with it because those it's so it's such a powerful show every show is so powerful um, but as we are kind of talking as you were sharing how you know you now moved into doing productions you've been live streaming now is this coming from the change in the pandemic you know everyone's had these these different shifts some people have shifted positively and then expanded, which is sound like what you all did. Um, some people, you know, it didn't go as well. But when the pandemic hit, how did you all make those shifts to still bring those stories to life since you weren't in the theater with with all of that, that energy that's there? Yeah, I mean, yes, the pandemic absolutely played a role. Well, actually, I'll say this, the Lord in the midst of the pandemic um, was so faithful and used, um, you know, things that were unfolding so far beyond our control to really um, help to set the stage for what we believe is the future for Sight and Sound. And um, we were closed like everywhere else. So we were ready to open our brand new show, Queen Esther. We were, uh, had to close our doors. We, you know, like everyone else thought it was going to be two weeks and then maybe three and then, okay, four. And then it just stretched on and on and on and on. And both locations being closed um, from our opening weeks all the way through um, fall, basically that year, um, it was a devastating effect. Like we were having real conversations um, 
being unsure of if we were going to be able to pull out of it. It was just to lose almost an entire year's worth of revenue for an organization our size. We have 700 employees that we were trying to still care for well. Uh, it, it was, um, it was, yeah, a really challenging time. And we, um, through a partnership that we had with TBN, um, we were supposed to put Jesus on in movie theaters for uh, the Easter weekend. And then of course, movie theaters were closed too. And we had just recently met a new partner at uh, TBN Broadcasting Network. And we were um, talking to them. We reached out to them and we said, hey, it's on our hearts to do something in the middle of this pandemic. And we have this file sitting here that was ready to go to movie theaters. Would you guys want it? And we will broadcast it to the world for free on Easter weekend because it's what we have to give right now. And everyone could use some inspiration. And they were like, yeah, that's great. And so we scrambled like from our living rooms at home, figured out a way to get them the file. And um, they did. They aired Jesus on Easter weekend on TVN and millions of people like we were just blown away millions of people throughout the world tuned in and we were just flooded um, with emails and comments of people getting saved people that had been shut in all by themselves for months on end going this was the way that I felt connected to what was happening in the rest of the world thank you so much so we were blown away and like okay lord like you're doing something here like now what and so we uh, literally like several of us from our basements at home, our living rooms, our bedroom offices, um, spun up what is now Sight and Sound TV and launched that in July with all of our um, different uh, titles on it so that people could be connected. And then we were able to open Queen Esther just a few weeks later um, to very limited crowds. So we normally have 2000 people. I think our first few months, we only had about 250 people in the theater all spread out. Um, but we were able to do a, a live broadcast of Queen Esther. And that really, for us, um, it just kind of catapulted us to the future of what we believe the Lord is doing um, with Sight and Sound, with the ministry that we have. And we had already been talking about the step into feature films. Um, and this just in a, a season where we thought it was a dream we were going to lay down, it actually ended up speeding it up in ways that we just never could have imagined. So it's been quite a ride the last few years, to be honest, um, and just so unexpected on in so many different ways. Um, yeah, so many different ways. I could sit here and talk for the next five hours about all these little individual stories because it just was one miracle after another is how it felt in that season. Yeah, that is, that is truly amazing because like you were saying with the, the movie theaters being closed, the theater being closed, and I mean, at the time churches were closed too. So people yeah. were still looking for, mm -hmm. for something. I know the church that I go, I go to, they were like, either you can come in and every person can sit in one pew when we could actually open back up. Right. Like they were Facebook streaming it. And then Facebook was like, yo, we can't handle all of this. Right. Uh, <laughs> so to even be able to host that and bring those stories, to people that people might not know, especially those who were having children at the time of, we still want to teach our, our children, these ministries in a way that you know, they can understand because that's the one thing, even like I was saying with my grandmother, she took us to sight and sound because it was easier for us to comprehend the stories through this interaction, this being there um, versus sitting in the church, listening to a sermon where you're not fully understanding always what the pastor or the preacher may be saying, because it's yeah. sometimes it's an adult conversation. You're like, I have no clue while you're saying that you're at your office being tested. I don't go to the office. Yeah. yeah. My room, but yeah. you know, hearing that and hearing that you're still doing this in in different ways especially still navigating through you know we're still in a pandemic mm -hmm. just navigating and pushing through and growing so that more and more people are able to 
to see these stories, to experience this. Cause if you're, you're going to theaters, you're broadcasting, you know, you have two locations here and in Missouri. Well, now everybody can see it outside of just being here. So no matter anyone who's listening, if just because you're not in Lancaster or you're not in Missouri does not mean that you cannot see these shows. Um, but we'll talk about that and how they can see that towards the end. But I do want to talk about the current show. I think it came out in July, David. So can you tell us about David, the production that's being performed yeah. and how that's, that's being seen? Yeah. So David, um, will always, I think, have a special place in our hearts because it was the show that we continued to produce um, in spite of the pandemic. So it takes almost four years to produce a new show. And we were right in the middle of like one of the most significant moments of designing the show when the pandemic hit. And so we went from having a team of 125 people working on the design and construction to a team of three. Uh, we kept three people on payroll. They were all working from their homes. Um, we had furlough the rest of our teams for you know that window of time where we were totally closed we kept three people on they were working from their homes and kept the design and the writing of the show going so that when we were able to bring our teams back which was an amazing day um, they could just hit the ground running um, like no time had been lost and so just again like God's faithfulness through the production of David and then able to premiere the show um, but premiere the show to sold out crowds and just have our um, theaters full again has just been such a gift this year. And it is just a beautiful story. Um, you know, David, there's so much about David that we all know. We know Goliath and we know his, um, you know, interactions with Saul and we know Psalm 23 and we know all of these different things. Um, but there's so much depth to David's character. And um, I think for me, my favorite part of the show is just we often know all of these pieces of David's life, um, like all the ones I just mentioned, and obviously Bathsheba, and just there's just so much to David's story. And we're so familiar with the Psalms. If I started quoting half of them, you know, you could probably finish them. And um, so we know these two different things, but what the show does is in this really beautiful and spe spectacular way, it brings those two things together. So you're watching David out in the fields, um, being feeling a lot of rejection from his dad and um, not with his family and his brothers. And he's out there and he's lonely. And then he picks up his harp and he sings Psalm 23. And you watch him go, oh my word, this is why the Lord was his shepherd. I, I totally get that now. And then you have, I think it's Psalm 56, I think, um, where he is um, singing the, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And, um, and then he just turns that whole Psalm on its head and starts praising. And when you realize that he was literally alone in a cave, when he wrote that Psalm being chased by Saul and you watch his anguish and you watch his loneliness and you feel that with him. And then you watch him turn that into praise anyway. It's just such a powerful moment in the show. And so you just, you watch this whole, the Psalms and his life unfolding at the same time. And the music is just stunning and beautiful. So like we're humming it all the time. <laughs> like I'm like, what are these songs gonna not be in my head anymore? Um, but it is really just, um, it's just such a beautiful and stunning show. And it ends the whole, you know, premise of it was that David was a man after God's own heart. And not, this isn't a spoiler alert, alert really, but it's my favorite quote in the show. He gets to the end of his life and he's talking to his son, Solomon, and kind of like passing on the legacy and the torch of the kingship. And he says, um, he says, God is after your heart. 
be after his. And it's such a like profound moment of at the end of the day, that's what set David apart from all of the other leaders and people in his life was that he realized that God was chasing after him and he was willing to always be chasing after the Lord. And it's just such a beautiful story as it unfolds, even with all the ways that he messed up and made mistakes and all those types of things. So, yeah. It sounds, it sounds magical. I feel like I'm about to get off and call my husband. Like we're going to buy tickets. We may take our son. Um, we can sit still. That's always mm-hmm. the thing with young ones. We have a two-year-old, so it's about sitting still, but yeah, I, right. I, I <laughs> love that, that magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those who are looking to see David, whether mm-hmm. they're in Lancaster or Missouri, you know, can you share with us how long this show's running? You know, like you were saying, there's multiple shows and productions that happen. Yeah. Um, and to my knowledge, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I have no clue. You work there. I just kind of see the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure like some of the productions, they start working. You start working on them in the background while one show is going on mm-hmm. the next one. Um, so how long do they have to see this? Um, where else can they see it if they're not near Lancaster or Missouri, you know, what are, what are the different things? And then when can we expect, you know, a film or whatever film's coming, you know, yeah. all the exciting things that are going on right now and to come. Yeah, absolutely. So right now here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, David is on stage through the end of this year. So you have till December 31st to come visit us in person. Um, we are so blessed and so grateful, but shows are selling out. So if you are interested in coming, get your tickets soon. Uh, last I checked, I think there was like only a handful of tickets left for all the rest of August and part of September. So um Definitely, if you want to come see us in person, book your tickets soon. Um, Jesus is on stage right now in Branson just through the beginning of October, and then we will have Miracle of Christmas on stage for the holidays in Branson. And if you are unable to come visit us in person, we just recently announced, we're super excited, on Friday, September 2nd, we will be broadcasting the live performance of David on Sight and Sound TV. So if you're unable to come, uh, you get an up-close and personal view, and these live events, like, they truly have have become it just such a special part of our ministry like we know that not everybody can come to our two locations and so to be able to take these stories and broadcast them to the world I mean when we did Queen Esther two years ago we had a hundred countries in every single state watching at the same time like it's just mind-boggling and such a cool way for the church to come together and just celebrate and honor these beautiful stories. Um, but yeah, so Friday, September 2nd on Sight and Sound TV. Um, it's And then there'll be some encores throughout the weekend if that exact time doesn't work for you. But that Friday night is the true live. And it is true live. People don't believe us that we do it. It is true live in real time unfolding. And we all pray like crazy that there are no technical difficulties. And you know it's live theater, so you never do quite know what's going to happen. But uh, the last few that we've done have gone so smoothly. So we're super excited for this one too. And yes, we just recently announced our step into feature films. So we have I Heard the Bells coming to movie theaters this December um, and a specific dates yet to be announced. But um, it is a beautiful film that's coming together. They're in post-production right now. They just finished the coloring work and they're headed down to Nashville to record the soundtrack this week or next week, I guess. Um, and um, it's it's just such a powerful story of the Christmas Carol that we all know, I Heard the Bells. And it's author Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, who was a famous poet and experienced um, unbelievable tragedy in his life in the middle of the Civil War and uh, lost his faith. And then on Christmas morning, uh, through a conversation with his pastor and his son, 
um, finds his faith just rekindled and ends up sitting down and writing the poem, I Heard the Bells, that we all know on Christmas Day. And so um, it's just such a beautiful, it's a hard story. Um, it's it's sad, you know, he has a lot of sadness and tragedy in his life, but um, the, the rekindled hope in the midst of tragedy is a story that we believe like truly resonates right now with where so many of us have been. It's It's been a very long and hard season with many of us having lost loved ones um, over the last several years. And so um, the fact that this story was put in our hearts and is the first one to do from a, a film feature film standpoint doesn't feel like a, a mistake. It feels like it really is um, a film for this moment in time in this holiday season specifically. So we're super excited about it. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to touch many hearts and, and connect and resonate with so many people. Um, and then I also want to throw my little, I highly recommend anyone who's in the area to see the live show for the Christmas time, the holiday time. I went to see, I remember that was one of the shows I did go to and to even just to see the angels floating around and the music, <laughs> you're just immersed in it. And then you walk out and you're like, what do you mean? I wasn't there when Jesus was born. Yes, I was. I was just, <laughs> I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally just there. What are you talking about? But yeah, yeah, it is, it is magical. It touches your heart. It touches your being. It puts, puts that resonance, that faith back in you during Christmas time. Cause most people forget that, you know, Christ is in Christmas and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you have to see those shows. It's not just about giving the presents. Yeah. <laughs> about, yeah. Wasn't there. So. <laughs> yeah. But it was so great talking to you. Thank you for being here and sharing about sight and sound and David, I was super excited to have you on here because it's just one of those, those places that they it stayed with me my entire life. You know, it's just yeah. always, always been there. And the fact that it can just move through generations and even hearing your story of how it's just lived in your family is just beautiful. It's I, the word beautiful probably doesn't even describe it. It's Aww. just one of those things that, you know, I thank you and your family for bringing that to, especially to this area, because you could have been anywhere else in the world, whoever knows, <laughs> but you know, you were, you were here at the right time. And you know, I'm really excited to bring my son to one of the shows, hopefully soon, as soon as he gets that, that feeling. Um, yeah. Again, I thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for your kind words and for having me. It is always just such an encouragement to hear. Um, yeah. When people have had good experiences and we hope to see it continue um, far beyond what we even are today. So thank you so much. And thank you everyone who has listened to this episode. Make sure that if you are not following along with the That Lux Life podcast to check out all the episodes and check back in next week on Thursdays at 6 a.m. And we have new episodes every week. Thank you again, Katie. It's been a true pleasure. And I hope to see you all next time on the next episode. Thank you.